Welcome to another issue of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Robert Edwards. And Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and watchers? Yeah, uh, my name is Robert Edwards. Uh, I'm a father of uh, three young boys. Um, I reside in uh, southwest Montana, and uh, I love building new things and fixing old. Um, this is one of my favorite favorite podcasts. I, I, I look forward to it every week, and so I'm really excited to be here with you and uh, talk about tools. Well, we're really, really glad that you've um, decided to join us, and um, I'd love to hear what kind of tools you have in mind for us. What's your first one? Yeah, so the first is, it's actually a tool for tools. I'm going to adjust my camera here slightly. Um, this is the oh. Milwaukee Packout uh, drawer system. Um, there's In this particular one, there's three drawers. They're on slide gliders. Um, they lock in place. They do make a two-drawer system as well. Um, but what's slick about them is that they're a, a portable chest that you can actually wow. pick up, right? Wow. So that, that you can either use it as like a standalone thing in your workshop or you it's like you they're portable. Right, right. And so because, you know, now I can haul my tools around and yet also have a large tool chest. Um, they have a, there's a cleated male-female cleat system on each one of them. And so they lock together. And now I have a three drawer or six drawer, um, two wow. chest tool cart that's also locked to a set of caster wheels. Wow. As and a so result. Where, uh, where, where would you move um, a chest like that? Uh, is like, do you an onsite construction or repair work or? Exactly. So I'll use this around my, my workshop in itself. So if I'm say working on a car, I can roll the tool chest right next to the car. I'm not going back and forth okay. to my much larger tool chest. Um, I stock this with the, like the 95% of tools that I'm always using. They're always right here. And there's kind of a, you know, a, a place for everything and everything in its place organization. And sure. it's just right here at my fingertips. Every time I know where everything is. Right. I don't have to go back and forth. And then yet if I go to a job site, um, I can, you know, unsnap them and you can get these in a car or a truck. It's not a heavy toolbox that, that weighs, a, you know, 800 right. pounds sort of situation. Could you put a third one on? So, yeah, you can do put a third box up on top. Um, what I actually do is grab it real quick. So they also sell this cleaning system that allows you to either use their worktop uh -huh. or modify for your own. Oh, I see. Wow. Right. So now I'm rolling around with all of the tools wow. that I ever want on a job site. I have a workspace to, to work with. I got a little clamp on this particular one. And then I have several different worktops that I that I attach. So if I'm doing a bunch of welding, I have one of these that just snaps on that's a plate of steel with some fixturing holes in it. I've got one that has all my soldering station stuff on it. Um, I've got one that's just a drafting board. Uh-huh. Drafting machine and that sort of thing. So it's kind of flexible to what I'm doing in that moment and the time. Um, this one I also I don't have it on here now, but I do have a, a fixture where I can put a desk lamp on it so that I uh, you know get some additional lighting. I like the idea of a kind of a modular a storage and workbench system. Right. That's right. Cool. I'm on a job site, there's another, there's a radio module that clicks in here. It makes it a little bit higher, but you know, you, you it, uh -huh. it charges your batteries and you can listen to some tunes or or wow. a cool tools podcast. That's it's real slick how it, how it works. Uh, there's uh -huh. uh, you can lock these into place. So when you're 
in your you can put a padlock on it. I don't know how great of a lock it is, you know, kind of keeping the honest man honest, but um, it does keep the drawers closed when you're when the chest is in the back of your truck, um, that sort of thing. Uh huh. Interesting. And what's what about price? How how expensive is it? They're not cheap. You could. You could uh... They're looking. You're looking at about um around 150 160 per chest mm -hmm. um i'm sitting on a caster wheel set that was another 100 bucks and then for that that desk or the the tool bench top the the cleats um that's a i think that was another 50 bucks or so that's it's not cheap but it's really well made um i've had this particular setup for about two years now and i'm on all kinds of job sites and really giving it a beating um especially with this this uh, bench top on it. I got a steel rail across it. So I'm always hammering on it and that sort of thing. And I've never had any problems with it. They're really, really well made. It, it is a lifetime tool. And the, well, I mean, the storage chests are not cheap themselves either. I mean, right, right. They're, they're not cheap. Even the Harbor Freight ones aren't that cheap. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's a fantastic find. That's really great. I can see that being useful to a lot of people. And there's, and do they have like inserts? Is there kind of like a sort mode? or stanley these organizers are they on the do they yeah have you know i'll tilt that back down again i don't have a whole lot of uh inserts there's uh that milwaukee makes quite a few and then there's a large maker community um that is doing different little inserts and stuff this is something you that i made printing kind of stuff yeah this is something i make that i put all my bits in okay right you know so i have a wide assortment of various uh -huh. bits and whatnot that um yeah so okay. yeah there's uh you know you, you look online and there's a, a, a got to be 500 different devices that you can place inside of the or, or, or 3d printout. I'm right. Sure. Right. Um, a system for printing out those. So, um, uh, and again, remind me of what it's called. Uh, it's the Milwaukee brand pack out. Um, it's the three drawer, three drawer chest set, set up. And again, they make a, they do make a two drawer. It's the same height um a, a chest but the the drawers are a little bit deeper okay um, but i i find that everything you know i've got drills in one of these drawers and that sort of thing uh -huh. the three the three drawers perfect for me yeah this sounds really great okay that's a fabulous one um you're on a roll um tell us a second one yeah so my second is and pick it up here is an optical punch optical punch yeah so this is a precision punch there's three components to it one is a little steel punch piece you're holding up you're holding up um, something that's a, it could fit in your fist and there's um some little cylinders one looks like a metal small little metal cylinder and the other one's a it's like a clear glass one and they're about maybe two inches at the most inch and a half high correct and thing is in in slips in a kind of like a holder circular holder like a ring with two holes in it yeah uh, so this this base is uh this particular one's just some steel that's been blued sometimes they're made out of brass um and then there's a precision hole drilled in it then there, of course there's this little slug punch that slides into that spot but more importantly is this little prism piece um it's got you know almost an inch of of glass for for bringing in light and then there's a convex lens on top for magnification. And the other end has like a rifle scope cross on it. And so if I can get it in the right spot. Oh, yeah, you can see that. Wow. You can see it's like looking down a rifle scope. Yeah, there's a little. And so 
what you do with it is I'm going to shoot over to view. Um, I've got a piece of punched uh, steel here, and I've got some really fine um, uh, scribe marks that I put onto it. Right, and here we're looking down. We have a camera that's looking down onto a table over your shoulder, and we're looking on this little piece of uh, square metal about four inch square, and you've got some scribe lines on it. And now with your hands, you're putting this little circular two inch metal disc with the optical crosshairs on it. Right. So now you place the, the puck down, you drop the crosshairs. I won't be able to line the camera up for you to be able to see it very right. well, but normally you'd put your head right over and look at it like you're oh, looking I down a rifle scope. Uh -huh. But you give it very small, precise movements until you get that crosshair uh -huh. right onto your scribe marks. Okay. And then remove the... Without moving the, the base. Holding the puck in place, remove the... Uh, the oh. prism, and then yeah. slide the uh, the punch in and give it a tap. And then what you wind up with is a really, really precise punch hole mark for you to, to, to set your drill bits into. Right, right. When you're using a more traditional punch, more people are familiar with this, you know, you're trying to get it on your scribe mark. You have to look from one angle and you move it a little right, bit. You right. move from the other. Your hands are in the way. Right. It's in the way, that sort of thing. Um, and you, you wind up always being, you know, off by... Uh, you know, a millimeter, a few tenths or so. Um, yeah. and, and and so, you know, that really adds up when you're trying to, you know, drill for a flange or something that's going to, uh, that's going to uh, right. need some precision. So, 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 so the little, the little trick, the little hack is you have a, a holder for your punch and you take out the punch and you put it in this little optical magnifier, which can look at the crosshairs without moving that you put the punch back in there and it's therefore they're set exactly on it and then you tap it That's right it. you're getting you're getting rifle precision i did some consulting for a for a, a small mine that was had some equipment that they had to keep pulling offline take the part off ship it somewhere else to a machine shop have the machine shop do some work to put a flange drill some holes in it to drill a flange ship it all the way back put it back onto the machine um, and, you know, valuable machines that were offline for a week or more, uh, they were able to turn around and use this, uh, get with the precision that they needed to do it on the insight on the field or in, in the field. Um, and instead of taking weeks to do one, they were able to do three, four of the machines in a day this way. Wow. Um, you're, you're able to get some real precision for. And so they were sending it up because they couldn't get it that precise, but this allowed them to have that precision. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah, and so for them, the cost of this was probably insignificant. But what what is the cost of it? Yeah, so this one here um, is a is branded Gr Grizzly Tools. Oh yeah, um, Grizzly. They some, okay. Right, they make some pretty good import tools. Um, I think I paid around fifty dollars, fifty five dollars okay. for it. Right. Um, it comes with some varying different prisms that have different crosshair styles and some different punches and a nice little set and whatnot. Okay. Um, so. Alrighty. It's a great, that's again, uh, something I didn't know about, but if you need that kind of precision, that makes total sense. So thank you. Right, right. Number three. Number three. All right. So next is a 3D navigation mouse for uh, CAD drawings. Yes. And you're holding up, again, it's a it's kind of a circular cylindrical mouse, or I, I wouldn't call it a mouse, but it is a mouse, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's not shaped like a mouse, it's shaped more like a, 
Well, what would, how would you describe that? So I, I call it a bean bag. That's a, a stainless steel bean bag. It, it's really heavy. It's, the base of it is made of stainless steel. Okay. Um, and then on top of it is this top hat and they call it a hat. And what you can dial. do with it's like it. Big, it's like a big fat dial. Right, right. It is. A, it's a giant knob, right? Yeah. Um, in the shape of a top hat in a, in a little bit of a way. But what you can do is you can twist it. You can push it. You can pull it. You can also use it like an old school Atari joystick. So you can tilt it. Yeah. You can tilt it, rotate it, push it. So it kind of moves in all different directions. Right. Or the point of it. And so what you wind up using this for is your CAD drawings. And I'll share my screen here real quick. So, yeah. So we're now seeing like, it's like a turbine, a jet turbine, or a, a you know, kind of a oblique view of a 3D rendered. Right. Turbine. And now with real intuitive and gentle twist pulls and pushes of that, that, that bean bag with the top hat on it, I can quickly and easily maneuver around my part right so you're kind of rotating it or you're going around it and you're also able to zoom in and out at the same time in a kind of all one fluid motion right right and 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 importantly i'm doing this two-handedly i still have my hand on my traditional mouse um and so i could you know maneuver around a part do some drawing functions you know if i wanted to snap onto the tip over here and then measure the part all the way over here, I could easily do that. Uh -huh. Right. Whereas, yeah. you know, in traditional, you know, using something like Fusion 360 or not having this ability to maneuver around with two hands, yeah. um, you'd have to do like quick snap views or zoom in and out. And it just becomes yeah. really cumbersome and difficult. I know um, that there's um, a 3D program I've been trying out called Shaper, where you use your left hand on an iPad. Right, right. And for um, this orientation, and you use your right hand for the cursor. It's not as elegant as the as this three um, D mouse. Right, and I, I suppose it's kind of. Do you find using you're using it for other things, or do you have to? Can you use it to scroll through a website? Uh, you can do some stuff like that. Uh, my kids like to use it to play Fortnite, uh -huh. <laughs> so they can they can run around on the on the battlefield and then still aim with their with the other other hand. Um, so, but I I use it exclusively for for CAD drawing, um, and you know I find myself drawing just about every day, and this makes drawing really really relaxing and enjoyable by being able and to just, manipulate. And when you say drawing, you mean three D. Uh, drawing or do you mean other kinds of drawing uh for for 3d cad drawings yeah okay yeah and what's your what's your uh what what program do you favor these days uh, uh you know I, if i'm doing something super simple i'll use an older version of uh of sketchup um but fusion 360 is just so powerful and that's what i've been i've been learning Okay. Teaching myself. I don't know that you ever learn it. You just constantly be a student. Right. Yes. It's like, Photoshop. <laughs> it's like Photoshop. Right. Right. It's a, there's a city of menus and everybody has their own little version of the city and that's about it. Um, well, okay. And so again, the name of this. Um, is... So this one's made by 3d connection and it's their, their uh, 3d navigator. Um, and I, I know that there are other, versions of that by other you know probably logitech have it 
did you do any evaluation of the various brands and styles and um you know i i i tried one of these out and fell in love with it and it was it, it's so flawless and well made that uh i didn't want to mess around with something else uh -huh. uh, sometimes a tool just works well and you don't need to do, find something there is something i don't know that there is something better than this right um <laughs> and you'd rather keep it that way i love to keep it that way there's a there's enough complications in my life let's keep it simple <laughs> so so it works and that's all you need to know right now i do have multiple of these from different stations and this one happens to be wireless um the other ones i bought uh you know it's 150 bucks for the wired ones and it adds another 30 to have it wireless uh -huh. um i prefer the wired one uh, this was just the first one I bought. And after that, um, I, the battery lasts as long as any session uh, drawing session I've ever done. Um, but I tend to leave it on and then forget about it. And then the battery's dead right. when I want it. Right. Um, and then you got to plug it in. Now it's right. now it's corded again. The and other thing is, is that it falls asleep. Oh. And so you get that delay in the action when you go to it where, where, yeah. where it's connecting with the... And, um you're not really moving it right it it remains stationary yeah yeah the the, the puck itself is is stays on your desk right it's it's heavy so it's got kind of an anti-slip surface to the bottom right. of it but you're not um, moving around so there really is no reason why it has to be wireless right right you know um some people their desk might be designed in a way they don't want the clutter of, the, of yeah. it or they want it closer to them or something that sort of thing so okay um and um Okay, and so that's uh, say the name one more time for this. Uh, it's the 3D connection. 3D connection is the name. Navigation of mouse. The, the navigation mouse is the model. 3D connection. Right. Haven't heard of. Um, that's fabulous. Great. Okay. Um, so, what's your fourth tool? Fourth tool. This is uh, they call this the Mega Square. Um, it's built by a company called Fireball Tool. I think they're in Spokane, Washington. They're in the United States on the West Coast here. Um, but um, generally in welding, we're often, you know, I've been to many production sites and guys are trying to weld uh, precision using a, a speed <laughs> square like this, right? And they're trying to line two pieces of metal up and there's kind of a lot of hopes and prayers involved yeah. in, in getting something perfect um the switch views here so the advantage so, of this um, we're looking at now uh down again onto the tabletop from above and he's holding something that, again maybe it's a five inch square ish shape thing that is has a shape it's very hard to describe but there is a cut or inset cut or an opening that's at the right angle so that's all i can say Right. So it's a, this one particular one is cast out of aluminum. It's been machined on all the outer sides. And what it is, is it is a perfect square with tall edge flanges to the side uh -huh. of it. And so what this allows you to do because of those tall flanges on the side of it is get a clamp in there and clamp down. Right. So I have these, you know, I have these, uh, right angle ones that have magnets right right that that seem to work very well why wouldn't you use those so for one there's not as much of a of a tall flat edge to them and the magnet isn't holding a large piece of steel it's just holding it in place and when you really get down to it you're not getting the precision of this machined edges 
Hmm. Additionally, that magnet has a has a tight point to it. When I go to lay my beads, I can come along this side and weld here, and I can get the torch down in because because the square isn't entirely square; it has that end nipped off of it. Well, actually, the magnets I have have that same. Opening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And you know, it, I use those magnets from time to time as well. You're just not able to. You're not going to hold two giant pieces of steel together. Okay. Uh, with them necessarily right there they hold themselves in place uh-huh. right um and it, yeah i guess i haven't graduated to 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 that scale because you know if if you're welding something that's just a couple inches in each direction it seems to work fine right right and then inversely i can go yeah okay. well that's what they can, yeah that's what they can't do is they can't do right the right um and then there's also uh multiple angles on one square so we're showing the 90 degree there's a 45 and there's a 120 immediately yeah. right? right right so um, he's moving around this little device and there are different angles on it that you can get you can get a 45 as well as a 90 that's that's pretty cool right this is also the smallest one and this one's cast out of aluminum um, I have a much larger set. It's a 10 inch set. I, I believe they make them in two inch increments up to a, up to a, a full foot. Mm. Um, and those are cast iron. Um, the, the advantage to that is you know, your welding splatter will damage the surface, the machine surface of these aluminum, uh, squares. Huh. Um, but you know, my, my large set also probably weighs close to 40 pounds. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah. So this is my more mobile one. Um, having a heavier square is also nicer to um, just have something that sticks in place as you're trying to attach the various sure, sure. components to it. Right, right. It makes sense. And it looks like there's also ways for that clamp to go through the the other side with those little slots. Right, right. There, it's it's precision threaded as well, so you can put various uh, these little dog ears in. Uh huh. Right. And yeah. so what I could do if I could get this one on here. So you're screwing um little dog ears, little stops on the back with um a in, in built in threaded. Correct. They're just like a little tab that you can adjust in, in in many different ways. Right. So for example, is if I'm working on a workbench or off of a sawhorse or something, I could clamp the clamp here at whatever degree angle I want. And then the steel will sit on those tabs. And so now I'm not only square on one axis, but the other right. on an X, X, Y axis, um, th that steel is perfectly lined up. And that was quick. I'm not bouncing back and forth and trying to put a feeler gauge or I, look at, you know, measure it out with a tape measure to see if it's square or not. That's I just cool. know it's quick and it's in place. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So like, you know, the little magnetic little squares for welding are maybe a first step. But if you want to go further and you were trying to do things into 3D space or you had other than a 90 degree, this looks like a fabulous jig. Right. You know, I with my with a larger set, I was able to um, set these on some sawhorses that were outside on a dirt ground. Um, use a laser level to get them all even with each other. Um, and I welded up some barn gates that were uh, 16 by 20 feet. 
um, <laughs> right? You would, you, nobody has a, a fabrication table or even a slab of concrete that's that flat that you could lay something out like that. Uh-huh. Right? And that's not something you could do with a, one of those, those magnets. Right. I, I get it now. Yeah. Um, well, that's really fabulous. Thank you um, so much, um, Robert. So tell us about um, what your current passion or mission is or something that you're excited by or you weren't that you want to share with with this audience. Yeah. So I'm, I'm spending most of my time now on a oops, with a startup um, where we're helping rid the world of bed bugs. Oh, wow. So I, I just saw a Veritasium's um, video on bed bugs and where he went and did the research on the professor in Rutgers University who um, was doing the research on bed bugs. So, I, so wow, what a coincidence. So you're a little bit familiar. There's been a lot of bed bug news in the last couple of uh-huh. months. Um, bed bugs are on the rise. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, bed bugs about the size of an apple seed. And they're avid hitchhikers. You could pick them up anywhere at a hotel, a restaurant. Uh, you know, they might jump on your luggage in the cargo hold of an airplane or in a taxi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you bring one home. And uh, if it's a female, it's fertile. Uh, they'll multiply at a rate of one to seven a day um, inside your home. Um, the, uh, the, the horrifying part about it is, is that they feed exclusively off of human blood while you sleep. Um, so it's a, you know, a tick that, that they're truly a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we've developed a specialized trap um, that allows apartment managers, uh, condo associations, dormitories, uh, housing authorities, that sort of thing, um, to, to set out a very low cost, um, large uh, monitoring array in their properties so that we can find these problems as soon as they happen so they can be addressed quickly, um, cutting the cost and the hassle, liability and such um, for dealing with that. And then we use uh, um, some crowdsourcing of the residents to harvest of the, the, the traps, photos of the traps. And then we have used um, some machine learning and an entomology team to evaluate what pests are on the traps and then notify the appropriate people. So kind of think of us as a, a fire alarm system for infesting insects. Wow. Wow. And the traps, how do you attract them into the trap? Yeah. So there's two parts to it. There is a, a histamine attractant, and then it's also very much placement of the trap, placing them near your bed up against the wall. Um, right. they wander around looking for you. They don't necessarily know exactly where you are. Right. One of the things that, um, Derek showed on his video of Veritasium was that they are, have this really peculiar attraction to climbing up things. Right, right, right. Like going up, which is basically like a bedpost. And, um, that was kind of unexpected, but, um, yeah, I could see that. Well, and <clears throat> so what's, what's your, um, startup called? Uh, it's Pest Notify. Okay. And that's, uh, yeah, if you're looking for any other information, that's where you can find it. Um, We're really proud of what we're doing. Um, We're, you know, saving landlords money, but we're also uh, reducing the amount of chemicals, toxic pesticides that are uh, used to eradicate that you're spraying in your home, uh, around your kids and your pets. Right. Um, And then there's a lot of mental health issues revolved around um, people that that wind up having an, an infestation between 
Um, how do you sleep at night to the isolation and the embarrassment? You can't have guests over. Um, you shouldn't be going to work, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Um, well, that's really fabulous. Um, um, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. That's another cool tool, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, Robert, thank you for joining us um, today. It's really been great. Kevin, thanks for having me. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom, we do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way. Um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the US, although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are they're very broad. They can be anything that's handy from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.